0: I try my best to actually live out my life in such a way that I apply Bible principles to what I do on a day-to-day basis. The Bible says that God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So this is something that shows the way. And if I believe this is something that shows the way, then I think this is something that I should be able to, or should not be able to, I should apply this to my life as a Christian, as somebody who has professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The, I've said this many times, the news cycle is crazy. What we see from the media is nuts at times and how the media portrays different scenarios really will dictate how we respond to certain things. Now, with that being said, I think it's very important that we are armed with proper information. As a Christian, I think that's our responsibility, and I think we run the risk of being in a, a really compromised position if we don't do that. And I think the the Bible actually gives us some clear instruction as to how we should conduct ourselves to that end. So I want to get into this verse in the book of Proverbs. Let's get into this. In the book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 13 the Bible says, "He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. That word answer means to speak in return, uh, to speak in return to call or question, or to a speech, declaration or argument of another person and the word "hear" means to perceive by the ear or uh, to feel an impression of sound by the proper organs to give audience or allowance to speak to attend to listen to obey to attend favorably to regard to grant an answer to prayer to attend to the facts evidence and arguments in a cause between parties to try in a court of law or equity. So this matter of, of how we, how we answer is based on what we hear. And the Bible here is warning us about answering something before we hear it. So given an answer, to something before you really know the whole matter, before you have all the facts. And we know in this, in this age, in this era of fake news, that is, is a gigantic problem. How do, you, how, do you, how do you go about conducting yourself in this, in this information age, in this age of fake news? Fake news is a real thing. I think for the, for the Christian, the best thing to do is to hold your tongue until you have as much information as possible so you can see an issue from as many angles as possible as to give a a true bible answer or bible solution to the scenario so when i read this i've been going through the old testament and i'm in the book of first chronicles and this reminded me of something i actually read in the book of first chronicles Like when I read this verse, my mind went back there. And and this passage caught my attention when I read through it. So 1 Chronicles chapter 19, I'm going to read the whole chapter. So let me move that down there. And let me move that up there. All right, bear with me. Y'all know how I be messing up when I try to read all these verses. But here we go. Now it came to pass, after this, that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon died, and his son reigned in his stead. And David said, I will show kindness unto Hanan, the son of Naash, because his father showed kindness to me. And David sent his messengers to comfort him concerning his father. So the servants of David came into the land of the children of Ammon, to Hanan, to comfort him. But the princes of the children of Ammon said unto Hanan, Thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Are not his servants come unto thee, for to search, and to overthrow, and to spy out the land?" Wherefore, Hanan took David's servants and shaved them and cut off their garments in the midst, uh, in the in the midst hard by their buttocks and sent and sent them away. Then they went, uh, then went certain and told David how the men were served and he sent uh, to meet them for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, tarry at Jericho until your beards be grown and then return. And when the children of Ammon saw that they had made themselves odious to David, that word odious connotates hated by David, Hanan and the children of Ammon sent a thousand talents of silver to hire them chariots and horsemen out of Mesopotamia and out of I'm not even going to Syria, Syria, Maka. I'll be, I'll be slaughtering these words sometime. Forgive me. And out of Zobah. So they hired 30 and 2000 chariots and the king of Makkah, and his people who came and pitched before Mediba and the children of Ammon gathered themselves together from the cities and came to battle. And when David heard of it, he sent Joab and all the host of the mighty men um, and the children of Ammon came out and put a battle in array before the gate of the city. And the kings uh, that were come were by themselves in the field. Now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him before, And behind, he chose out of all the choice of Israel and put them in array against the Syrians. And the rest of the people he delivered unto the hand of Abishai, his brother. And they set themselves in array against the children of Ammon. And he said, if the Syrians be too strong for me, then thou shalt help me. But if the children of Ammon be too strong for thee, then I will help thee. Be of good courage and let us behave ourselves valiantly for our people and for the cities of our God and let the Lord do that which is good in his sight. So Joab, the, uh, so Joab and the people that were with him drew nigh before Syri- before the Syrians unto the battle and they fled before him. And when the children of Ammon saw that the Syrians were fled, they likewise fled before Abishai, his brother, and entered into the city. Then Joab came to Jerusalem. And when the Syrians saw that they were put to the worse before Israel, they sent messengers and drew forth, uh, and drew forth the Syrians that were beyond the river. And Shopak, the captain of the hosts of Hadarezer, went before them. And it was told David, And he gathered all Israel and passed over Jordan and came upon them and set the battle in array against them. So when David had put the battle in array against the Syrians, they fought with him. But the Syrians fled before Israel. And David slew of the Syrians seven thousand men uh, uh, which fought in chariots and 40,000 footmen and killed Shopak, the captain of the hosts. And when the servants of Hedarezer saw that they were put uh, to the worst before Israel, they made peace with David and became his servants. Neither would the Syrians help the children of Ammon any more. There's several things in in these passages that stood out to me, especially in reference to Proverbs 1813. In verse 2, David had good intentions. David said, I will show kindness unto the unto the um unto I will show kindness unto Hanan, the son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David was trying to, yo. Let me let me let me show this dude that it's all good. His father looked out for me. I'ma look out for him. In verse three, we see Hannon getting false information without really checking. He did like I'm gonna assume that maybe Hannon or maybe his, his princes talked to the servants of David. But they assumed that what the, the servants of David was saying was untrue. Maybe that's what happened. That's very possible. It's also possible that they didn't even ask them why David sent them. The thing is, Hannon, as a king, it was his responsibility. He's responsible for all his people. It was his responsibility to, yo, check the facts. Let me highlight David and see what was good. But look at what he did said, but the princes of the children of Ammon said unto Hanan, thinkest thou that David doth honor thy father, that he hath sent comforters unto thee? Are not his servants come unto thee for to search and to overthrow and to spy out the land? Taking in false info. And the the problem with that is Hanan acted on that false info. In verse 4, wherefore Hanan took David's servant and shaved them and cut off their garments in the midst uh, hard by their buttocks and sent them away. In verse 6, they're preparing for a fight they would have never had if they would have acted on the facts and not the false info. And when the children of Ammon saw that they had themselves uh, that they have made themselves odious to David, Hanan and the children of Ammon sent a thousand talents of silver to hire them chariots and horsemen out of Mesopotamia and out of Syria, Macha, and out of Zoba. This is real. In verse 19, we see that, let's see what happened. It says, And the servants of Hadarezer saw that they were put to uh, put to the worst before Israel they made peace with David and became his servants neither would the Syrians help the children of Ammon any more they were not better acting on this false info did not help them out in any way shape or form when I thought about that as I was reading through uh as i was reading that proverb and and dwelling on that like actually thinking about that for a minute i was like yo this this idea of especially for a christian reacting on false info can be a big deal it can lead to things that would have never happened now how does that factor into today in politics well i think it does i think it does honestly because imagine Imagine if the whole country reacting off of false info supported a certain law or a certain bill or a certain politician, not really checking behind what's being heard. And this is the beauty about today. The beauty about today is there is much false information out there. There is. There's probably more false information than than we know. The thing is, the benefit is, this is also the information age. You can check, double check, and triple check anything. Now, does it take some time? Yes, but even though it takes time, I think just like Hannon, especially for the Christian, I think it is our responsibility to check behind what we support and or don't support, who we support and or don't support. Now, that's I'm not getting into the weeds of the 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 nth degree um uh beliefs of politicians right like every politician is going to have something you like or don't like something you support or don't support but what i'm saying is it is our responsibility as believers to look into this stuff right we can't we can't answer a matter before hearing it out before getting all the facts before knowing as much information as we possibly can, can you imagine how much differently that would have played out for Hannon and the children of Ammon had he just reached out to David like, yo, let me see yo him and my him and my pops was cool, so before I assume that he has bad intentions, let me talk to his servants let me let me let his servants know hey i' I'm gonna come down, I'm gonna go visit and highlight David so we can meet face to face and talk." And then David would have told him, look, your father looked out for me. I'm looking out for you. If you'll stand with me, I'll stand with you. He would have had an ally. Not only did he lose an ally, he brought someone else into it. The Syrians now were servants to David after, you know, being sucked into something without having all the info. That's another thing. The Syrians didn't check to see, yo, so why? Why are you worn with David? Like, what's the deal? What did he do? Maybe they did. I don't know. We don't have all those details. But all of this happened based off false information. Based off Hannon answering something without even hearing the matter out. That's a big deal. And I think that definitely applies for today. I think it applies for Christian Christians in this day. I know a lot of times we think, oh, politics doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. No, actually, it does matter, right? If we are supposed to pray for those that are in authority, that we may live a quiet and peaceable life, you don't think that it matters whether we pay attention to what's going on? I, if that's what you think, I disagree. I think it absolutely matters what's going on, and I think it absolutely matters that we pay attention to what's going on. Let's stay informed, as informed as possible. I know everybody doesn't have time to be on the internet all day long looking stuff up, but we do have access to information. And if you're ignorant in this day and age, that's your own fault. And yeah, there's a lot of false information out there that you would have to sift through. The bottom line is, we have access to information. And I do believe, especially as Christians, it is our responsibility to be as informed As we can, if we are going to hold a position and answer a matter. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.